0: Welcome on in to episode 14 of the Sling Sports Podcast with your host, Jake Finnerty, and your co-host, Wally McKean. Wally, before we start here today, I think we have to address um, what happened this past week in Texas. Our condolences go out to the families with heavy hearts, but we need change. Change needs to be done. Condolences are just not enough anymore.
1: Yeah, right before we started recording, um, you and I had a conversation about condolences. And enough is enough. It doesn't matter if you give your prayers. Sure, that's nice, but change needs to happen. Um, I'm sick of it. Every young person is sick of it. Every human being should be sick of it. Um, there's no reason for this Americans to percent of Americans are sick of it. There is no but. reason for any of this to happen. Look around at the world.
0: It is only a problem in the United States. Yeah, and, and insane. Um, but hopefully, we can bring some lightheartedness, some some fun, uh, past all of that. Um, so, Wally, what's been going on in your life? What is your highlight of the week? What are you looking forward to? What have you done? What's been going on?
1: I I think we're gonna have the same highlight of the week for the for the second consecutive week. Uh, yeah,
0: um, we we will. I think.
1: And, and you're a little bit ahead of me, but Stranger Things Season 4 came out last evening at 3am Eastern Standard Time. I did not stay up for it, um, and I have not watched an episode of it yet, but I am very excited to watch it uh, later this evening. I'll get into it, hopefully watch two or three episodes. You have started it.
0: Um- I, I have. So I had the same thought. Last night, I was hanging out with uh, one of my friends, uh, and we were like... We were, we were getting ready for, for it to happen, and then we were like, wait a minute. This isn't going to come out until 3 a.m., and we uh-huh. realized that at 11 o'clock, and we were like, yep. we're not going to be awake for this. So we cut the night early, went to sleep. I started this morning. I'm three episodes through right now. No spoilers. My God, this is insane. That's all I'm going to say. Um, That's the, all the,
1: the 12 a.m. thing is funny because last summer, um, Outer Banks season two, came out on i think july 30th maybe i'm a huge outer banks guy or july 30th 31st whatever it was um huge outer banks guy i'm staying up and i don't like i don't know that much about netflix and when a show quote comes out on a date means 3 a.m because it comes out at pacific time so i stayed up and i was awake at 12 a.m updating my netflix sitting there on my phone like where's john b what is this and then I like Google it and everything. It's like 3 a.m. I'm out of here. And I went to Bend. Um, and I watched it the next day. But man, man, why can't it just come out at 12? Why can't it come out at midnight everywhere for each individual well, time?
0: Zone? That's, so that, nice. that's what gets me mad is like, you know, we hit 12 o'clock earlier than the rest, like the rest of the country. Why can't it just come out at like, what would it, it would be uh, nine for them if it came out? Well, it also doesn't
1: make any sense because they advertise it for May twenty seventh. This is just turning into an entertainment podcast movie. movie Honestly, podcast, honestly. Um, but they advertise it as the twenty seventh. But there are still time zones behind Pacific Time. If you're in Hawaii, it comes out on the twenty sixth. It's coming out at like nine p.m. on the twenty sixth. Why not? Why not go all the way back? Because then that way it'll across the entire world. It'll come out on the twenty seventh yeah um, because like pacific time then you get everyone in front of you You go through europe asia australia all of them they'll come out on the
0: 27th but
1: there's still people behind there's still people that are getting it on the 26th they're getting it ahead of everyone else
0: it gets me frustrated because you know i just want to watch it before everyone else well yeah <laughs> a good a, 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 a good example of that is obi-wan kenobi the star wars tv show also released last night yeah. and they bumped their release up to midnight, so that that show came did out that on at midnight. So they wouldn't have to compete. Yeah, that show came out at midnight. So smart. I don't know. Well, they also they also only released two episodes. They're a weekly episode uh, thing, and okay. Netflix just puts everything out at once. Yeah, well, out. except this season, they're saving the last two episodes for July.
1: I, I don't also know if I'll be happier, um
0: upset about that.
1: I I found out or this is knowledge to the general public but i didn't know about it um they put they had a production budget for each episode
0: of 30 million dollars 30, 30 million that
1: is insane
0: it's well, 270 single, every, million
1: for the entire season
0: every single episode is like the length of a movie almost
1: it's yeah, insane they're all over an hour
0: that is insane yeah. though
1: Thirty million dollars for
0: one episode. Well, just wait until you see the production that's gone into it. Like, All I'm right. a sucker for, right. a sucker for production. Good. Like, I, I'm like a real, I'm like a <laughs> real like, movie BVJ guy. sense. Like, boy
1: with your guy. cameras and everything. It makes yeah. Sense. yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, well, <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy it though. Like, I can't wait to finish good. this. Like, I'm glad. and then after after what is it? Episode seven's the last one. After I finish that, I'm gonna be like, why do we have to wait for these last two?
1: Yeah. Now, what are you gonna do for the next month?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, also, also to add to my highlight of the week, though, I did text you this earlier in the week. This is literally just becoming an entertainment podcast. Before we get into this sports, <laughs> I texted you earlier this week. Selena Gomez announced that she's uh, working oh, on yeah. her third album, so I'm very excited about that. There's as well. a
1: really good highlight.
0: It's a very good highlight. Oh, nice. I'm a big so, Selena guy. I'm counting down the day, the days to that. You know, I, you know, she was the first concert I ever saw.
1: I was gonna say, didn't you say? yeah um she was the first concert with the selena gomez in the scene scene as well right yeah Yeah, Yeah. it was the
0: scene day i wonder
1: what happened to the scene i
0: wonder where they're at now i don't know i don't even know who was in the scene like i don't know who the scene was all i know was selena gomez
1: do you think they broke off and became their own band (laughs) forget about selena i don't think if they did i don't think they're called the
0: scene anymore i think i think (laughs) i think selena is the one that broke off she became a solo i
1: heard I heard the scene rebranded and became One Direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because Worth it they were probably around at the same time. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, They're see they broke off, went went to the X Factor <laughs> then they became One Direction. <laughs> All right. Now, let's get into some sports. We've been we were talking yes. talking a little entertainment there, but you know, we always always got to ramble on a little bit. Um players of the week. I will start off here if you don't mind, Wally. You got um, it. You got it. Last night, the Golden State Warriors won the West heading to the finals. And, you know, this guy really made a statement this past week with his dunk on Luka Doncic. And I think he deserves to be talked about a lot more considering he was an all-star starter this year for, you know, reasons we don't have to say. But, you know, this guy never really let up or gave up much in his time playing so Andrew Wiggins is my player of the week. I'm very happy to see him out here and actually going into the final two games of this past series Wiggins had the highest plus minus of the playoffs with plus 122. That's insane. It's wild. So um, Andrew Wiggins I, is my player of the week.
1: That that reason that you didn't mention um of why he was an all-star starting Uh starting all-star blah blah blah. I think that's part of the reason why he's not getting the respect he deserves. It's because he had a quote Mickey Mouse all-star ballot and everything. Yeah,
0: but Um, like even at the at the time, like when the when the ballots came out, obviously we were bashing him on here because he didn't even like he didn't seem like he fit. But then actually watching Golden State a lot more throughout the year, I was like well, he actually does have a huge impact on the court, and he's an integral piece, and him and Pool. I think are two of the biggest like staples. Like you could look at them and say, okay, Steve Kerr knows how to develop people because before Wiggins went there, he was like a lost cause. Like yeah. nobody knew what was ever going to happen with him in his career. And now he's an all-star debatably like right on the borderline and Poole, Everyone thought he was a terrible pick. He went, he left college way too early and now mm-hmm the man is basically becoming a, a second coming of Steph Curry because he could shoot the three ball insane right now. And like, it's it's just, it's insane what the Warriors can do with people.
1: Well, they have the PTSD lineup. That's how yeah. they advertise it. And that doesn't even include Wiggins. I know, Not that's to what mention, I'm saying. They don't Kevon even have on Looney, Looney was a Wiggins. huge force in the conference finals. They've got so many pieces. They've got depth. They've got well, everything. You
0: know who I think is going to be great for them in the future is Kaminga. Oh yeah, he's he's coming in the, on the future. He's going to be like a mini Draymond.
1: Not to mention James Wiseman, eventually might come back if he gets healthy. There's in rumors theory. that he
0: might be traded, so we'll have well, to see. We'll we'll save theory, this for the NBA talk. But they've got talent. They've got they talent, definitely have follower. talent. Talent is not short in Golden State. My player of the week
1: is actually players of the week, an entire team. I'm going to shine some light here on some athletes that don't get the love that they deserve. That is the Oklahoma Sooners softball team. We are in the super regionals of the college softball season. The last step before the college softball world series. I'm going to throw out some numbers here for this Oklahoma Sooners softball team. This season, they have played 54 games. They have won 52 of them. They're 52 and two. They have outscored their opponents 500 to 47 this season. They have run ruled, a.k.a. mercy rule, their opponents in 37 out of the 54 games. A run rule is when you're leading by eight or more after five complete innings. They are playing UCF later today in the first game of the Super Regionals from Norman. And yesterday or earlier this week, They beat Texas A&M 20 to zero SEC powerhouse. They are insane. So they're playing, actually they just started playing UCF. The game started at four 30. All viewers, if you have not heard about the Oklahoma softball team, go watch them. They are so much fun to watch. They are dominant. They are not getting the attention that they deserve. I didn't even know about this until earlier this week when
0: ESPN posted about it. Um, but
1: 52-2. and two, That is and, insane. And
0: outscoring their opponents, what was it? 500-47. 47? 500 to oh, my 47. God. <laughs> yeah, that's... This, awesome. The players of the week is definitely that's, needed this this week. That is,
1: that is nearly 10 runs per game, scoring 500 in the 54 games. Nearly yeah. 10 runs per game. Plus, they are run-ruling people, so they're not even playing they, entire they're games. Even, they're, they're not even getting...
0: Own. Yeah, they're probably scoring... 8 to 10 runs in two innings and then run ruling like
1: it phew. is awesome. I love
0: that's insane. I love dominant teams. I'm a fan of
1: bandwagon blowout blah 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 call me out but it is awesome. Shout out. Yeah, that's Oklahoma I Series. mean
0: that's fun to watch. I mean I can't imagine like I just can't even imagine that. Like I didn't those numbers don't even seem real. They're
1: video game numbers. Yeah, they They're really totally don't even seem real.
0: My God. Well, sticking with the diamonds, sticking on the on the dirt, on the field, we're going to head over to the MLB. And actually, we're going to start off the way that we always love to start off, is starting with some Phillies <laughs> chat. Phillies, talking Phillies. And finally, Aaron Nola got his first win last night since opening day.
1: That's just unfortunate.
0: Yeah, well, you know Aaron when Nola leads as a pitcher, the entire so. MLB in strikeouts and and he he's he's had one win since opening day that just shows how inconsistent this offensive lineup is however yeah i'm gonna rattle off some stats from my boy bryce harper because he has been going absolutely insane in this month of may when he hasn't even been able to throw on the field he is hitting 394 Mm. he has a 421 on base percentage 831 slugging, almost a 1,300 OPS, seven home runs, and 17 RBIs. Jeez. This man is just absolutely trying to put the team on his back. But consecutively, I think there was three games this week where where there were walk-offs against them. Uh, I, I know specifically there was a game against the Braves, I think it was two days ago. Bryce Harper hits a go-ahead home run in the ninth inning. They go up by one run, and Roman Quinn and Nick Castellanos let a fly ball drop in between them for a Mm. walk-off hit. It's painful to watch. It is really painful to watch because, you know, all these – well, even – not just Harper. Like, the offense has been putting it together as of late. But their fielding is atrocious. It's awful.
1: I've got a question for you to do with the NL East as a whole, because obviously those are your division opponents. Why does the division stink? The only team I was thinking that, that is well, three games. That is because that we're it-
0: not. We're not even five. We're not even five hundred, and I think we're in second place.
1: You're in second place. You're twenty-one and twenty-four. Everyone besides the Mets are three games under five hundred or worse. No other division has more than three teams under 500. Am I am I missing something in the yeah, NLE? I really East, wish or is I could just... tell you
0: because this 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 uh, this division was competitive last year. Like
1: exactly. They
0: had the worst. I, I was expecting I was expecting.
1: I was expecting Atlanta, the Mets, and Philadelphia at least all three of them to yeah. be a couple games
0: above 500. going oh, into. I, I would totally expect the same thing. That's why well. I don't know. I really don't know what's been going on. Um, the division has just been completely wild this year, and obviously, also- with the uh, the Mets and their pitching in- their their pitching injuries, now they're starting to fall off a little bit. They're they're going to met. Um, actually, Degrom is supposed to come back at at the end of uh, June. They were saying he's eyeing an end of yeah. June return.
1: Um, well, it's also kind of funny that the Marlins, who have been terrible, the are last, in third what,
0: place, right?
1: Ten years, they're in third place, and they're still like four or five games under 500. But people are saying, "Oh, the Marlins are back! They're making a comeback! They're playing well and everything." They're
0: not even 500. Well, one player I would like to highlight on the Marlins is Jazz Chisholm, the shortstop. Mm. He is yeah. amazing, He's crazy. Name, he is the insane. The man. Oh my like the amount of speed he has and the amount of the amount of power to pair with that he's like Fun. he's like unlike anyone that i've seen play recently like that at least like that
1: jumping to the al east everyone's jumping, favorite part jump into of the, the podcast to
0: 30 wins exactly
1: jumping to everyone's favorite part of the podcast if it's not the phillies chat it's the yankees chat um The Yankees year after year have had injury issues and until about a week ago, they had been remarkably healthy. No one was hurt. No one even had a day-to-day issue. No one got uh, hit on the hand by a pitch or anything, nothing. And now everything is blown up in the last week. Stanton, Loisica, Chapman, Donaldson, Josh Donaldson. We're not gonna go too in depth. Don't be a jerk to people. Mind your business. Keep your head down. Play the game. That's all I have to say about Josh Donaldson. Um, all of them placed on the IL in the last week. Chad Green, yeah. done for the season, having Tommy John surgery. COVID IL, Kyle Higashioka, Joey Gallo, DJ LeMahieu, and Aaron Hicks, both with day-to-day injuries. I don't know what has happened. Everything has fallen apart player-wise. Signed Matt Carpenter it's like, it's like
0: It's like someone, someone saw them doing well and cast an injury spell over them, and now everyone's hurt. They signed
1: Matt Carpenter yesterday, former St. Louis Cardinal, um, three-time All-Star, was playing, uh, I think, triple-A ball for the Rangers, and yeah. now he's playing for the Yankees because of all of these injuries. And yet, despite these injuries, though, the 32-13 and 13 got the best record in baseball, played Tampa Bay tonight. They just beat Tampa last night seven to two nasty nester eight plus innings pitched one earned run four hits insane and now we've got these guys stepping up and replacing these injured players jose trevino catcher has been on fire um had a walk off against baltimore earlier this week um amazing story on the same day uh, the anniversary of his his father's birthday. His father had passed away. His father grew up a Yankee fan. He grew up a Yankee fan. Awesome story there Love about stories. Jose Trevino. Um, but there are all of these different guys who are stepping up. J.P. Sears called up from AAA to be the sixth man in the rotation because of the doubleheader. Pitches on Wednesday against Baltimore. Five shutout innings. In his first major league start. These guys are coming out of nowhere. Yankees win that game two to nothing we are in a four-game series with Tampa Bay this weekend. They've got a five-and-a-half-game lead in the division. They have a huge opportunity to blow open that division and really create some space. Toronto's in third. They're seven-and-a-half out. The bats are doing just enough. They're playing Little League ball last night. They're scoring runs on airs, wild pitches, only a couple of hits to actually score runs. They got no hit through the first five innings. They are finding ways to win. They are having fun. I am I'm very glad. I'm very glad. It's a good time to be a Yankee fan despite all these injuries. I'm happy.
0: You don't you don't talk about depth a lot when it comes to baseball because, like, outside of like pitching rotations and like having a deep bullpen, but the Yankees are showing even through all these injuries, they can call guys up from triple A or sign them and they'll get it done. They find ways to get it done. And we've said this that you said they have the most walk-offs in the MLB. Like yeah. they know how to win and they find that way to win. It,
1: they've been doing it for years as well. They find these guys off the streets. Last year was Rugned Odor.
0: Yeah. Rugned Odor yeah. is not came a, out of he's nowhere. a
1: household name because he punched Jose Bautista. But the guy was in the minor league, and he comes up, and he bats 250, hits a couple of home runs. These people have a career. They, their careers are rejuvenated. They come back to life. I don't know if it be the same with Matt Carpenter, but year after year, the Yankees have these players that
0: come out of nowhere.
1: Um, I love it I don't know what's going on in their farm system but a very big
0: fan well I can keep I can give you an update when I head up there it's in Scranton actually so
1: yeah go to a game go to a game Let yeah me I will on,
0: um, but sticking in the AL East we had a big a very big uh, headline this week in the in uh, the MLB and that was Adley Rushman finally getting called up actually I think the game was against the Yankees was it not no, it wasn't the first game. Oh, uh, it was not. I think I thought, it, I, thought it was. Was I thought it. Second third was against My Yankees. apologies. It was, it was in
1: Baltimore. You're good. You're
0: good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he came up. I think he his first hit was actually a triple. Which it was a triple. Good.
1: The guy can fly. He has yeah. amazing speed for a and catcher. Not,
0: not to mention he's a switch hitter. He's a yeah. switch hitting catcher he, that can run.
1: And I, I love this, the, the uh, Yes Network, the Yankees broadcast uh, shared this, and I'm sure it's been all over Twitter, internet, whatever. Um, he played kicker at Oregon State his yeah. freshman year, and he tackled Christian McCaffrey while he was at Oregon State. That is so cool. Now he's the number one prospect in baseball. He is hoping to be the cornerstone for the Orioles. And I, as a Yankee fan, Yankees have played 10 games against Baltimore this year. They are a pesky team. They are quietly good. They're in last place in the division. They're losing well, I these mean, games. They, they
0: use, that, that's where they're expected, but like they're they're, they're they're still causing problems though. They're good. They're yeah, good. They they're don't they don't
1: have the talent to match up with these teams, but the talent is on its way. Having Rushman oh. there. They've got other prospects coming down the pipe.
0: That's why like when you're a team like Baltimore and you have that player, that's supposed to be your staple for years to come get called up for the first time. It's just, it's so exciting to see. It's so much, it's so much more fun to watch too. And uh, I don't know if you saw the video of them telling him that he was getting called up, but you know, I always love those videos. Those are so heartwarming, but one video was when he first stepped on the field, he was in catcher's gear, obviously he had his helmet off, just did like a full 360 spin around just watched everything took it all in got a standing ovation from the fans like that there's nothing more exciting than that than to, than to watch sports, a lot of sports young kid like that it. finally make it to the league and and enjoy it's the dream. Uh, but
1: you got a good career coming too by the way yeah
0: he's gonna be <laughs> Not insane. Even he's, to get excited he, now. he will most likely take over the best catcher in baseball. Status
1: pretty pretty quick. Yeah, I
0: would say probably in the next. That's it. That's the
1: other thing. Catcher, there are not many good catchers in the sport of baseball. There really aren't. So if you can have if one of your best players is a catcher, that is huge. That is a huge. If your best
0: player is a catcher, that's huge. (laughs) Um, but the AL East was just rocking this week because Trevor's story is heating up, and so are the Red Sox.
1: You know. Trevor's story, yes. He's got seven home runs in seven games. He's finally being worth his money that the Red Sox paid him this offseason. And the Red Sox as a whole are heating up. 11 and four in their last 15. They're starting to turn it around. It's a long season. They've got 100 games to get. Very long but season. My Yankee bias, just like to point this out. They're in fourth place and they're 10 and a half games out of first place. Boston. Awesome. 11 and four. Turn it around. Plenty of time. They're still under 500,
0: but. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on Boston. Well, hey, hey, it's it's a long season. It's a very long season, like you're saying. (laughs) Like you're saying, it's a long season. So I think story showing that he could wake up early in the season is going to help them. It's good, especially now because, like we always say, warmer weather, the balls are flying more. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's getting warmer. It's about Mm -hmm. to be June next week, so. When we did our preseason predictions, I said
1: this and I'm gonna say it pretty much every week until we get to October or it doesn't happen. I think all four of those teams from the AL East make the playoffs. I think all four get to ninety wins even. Everyone besides Baltimore will get there. Um yeah, so even if I bash Boston throughout this season and throughout the summer, I do think that they're a good team. And I do think Yeah, but,
0: but I mean you have to bash them. It's like me bashing the Mets. Like so you have to bash. My, them. It's just my responsibility. Yeah, you can't you can't that's not what I do. Yeah. Because if you don't, then what do you then what are you doing? um so let's move on to some of the most exciting and fun news that happened this week exciting for you certainly hitting the ice (laughs) because the lightning swept the florida panthers it was absolutely a demolishing series um florida actually had not been shut out at all throughout the entire regular season and they were shut out in that last game that the lightning beat them they won they they won two nothing
1: well, I believe that they scored the most goals per game in the NHL in the regular season as well. did, and
0: they they yeah. averaged, um, I think it was Average like over four. They averaged four, Average point, four
1: point, point eleven goals per game or
0: something. Yeah, and uh, eleven. And I think they actually only totaled about five goals in the entire series. That is insane. The Lightning are well. It just kind of showed the the whole thing that we were saying last week is their experience was just off the charts like they came out and I mean they took everything that they knew the that Florida didn't have being an unexperienced team a, they're not even a young team though but just unexperienced in the playoffs
1: not much playoff experience and at all. yeah
0: and caught uh, up
1: to them very fast
0: I mean the lightning have been on this stage multiple times once they once they were in Tampa Bay the series was over aim over yeah that the that fan those fans were just way too much um, but even up up until the end that that fourth game there's a goal in the second period I think it was a, it was either the second or first period but it was called back um, after a review but I mean they just stuck with it lightning you know getting two quick goals at the end of the game finishing it out, finishing out the series, and they're advancing. And, and I'm telling you, I keep saying, lightning strikes thrice. They're going for their third.
1: Well, along with all of that, they are probably so happy right now that this Rangers-Carolina series, which we'll talk about in a moment, is going Dragon. on and on. are getting all this rest. Getting a sweep is huge. They're going to get to hang out for a week, 10 days, two weeks. They're going to have yeah. so much time off to prepare. Well,
0: they were the only. They were the only sweep in this in this second round, except for this gentleman's yeah. sweep that just happened, the the battle of Alberta, um, Edmonton absolutely stomping on Calgary the last four games of the series which, which
1: is which is pretty funny because after that first game the 96 final i was so gassed up and i was, was gonna be the best series in the second
0: round well and that's what we said last because it looked like it it looked like it was gonna be that way when we when we came on the podcast last week i was like i completely agree with that this series is, is so exciting but oh it's Edmonton, Edmonton like, now, no no it's over you had um, father, but
1: Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are on a different planet. That entire first line of McDavid, Draisaitl, and Evan Durkane was headed total. His career has been brought back to life in Edmonton. Um, McDavid and Draisaitl are tied for the NHL lead with 26 points in this year's playoffs. Wow. And I don't know how much that jumps off the page, but they've played 12 games, 26 points, um, more than two points per game, which on its own is pretty impressive. But the next closest in the entire NHL playoffs is the tie between Mika Zibanejad of the Rangers, Nikita Kucherov of the mm-hmm. Lightning, and Evan Kane on that first line. They all have 15. McDavid wow. and Dreisaitl have 11 more points than anyone in the entire NHL. And it's two of them. It's not even one of them it is 11 points it's Both ahead. of
0: them, Jesus.
1: No team in this playoffs, is going to slow them down unless that first line can be stopped. I'm pretty sure that has been the formula for Edmonton for the last three, four years. You shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, you'll win the game. Good luck shutting them down. That is all I have to say. Connor McDavid has a plus 19 plus minus in this postseason. Only one other player in the entire NHL is in plus double digits, and that's Darnell Nurse of Edmonton a defenseman the next best forward in the entire nhl is plus seven and it's dry Seidel and cane so i don't even know how that's possible that mcdavid wow. is on the same line as these two players and his plus minus is 12 better that is insane plus yeah, that's 19. wild
0: i see and well this'll, this will this this will basically just segue into the next thing we're going to talk about the blues abs um I, obviously, I see the Abs moving on to, to the Western Conference final. Um, yeah. But I don't know how they expect to stop those two. McDavid, good luck. Insane. Dry, so you can have, Well,
1: what, what's interesting about the Avalanche as well is they lost uh, two nights ago. They lost to St. Louis in overtime, 5 to 4. That was a tough game for uh, Colorado. David. Nathan McKinnon um, got his third goal, hat that was, trick. That was with the less overtime. Five minutes yeah. left. With less than five minutes left, hands it right back to St. Louis. They tie it. St. Louis wins in overtime. St. Louis battled down from 3-0. They were down 3-0 in in that period. Um, And I've said it from the beginning, and I'm going to stick by it because I've said it. I think the Avalanche will win the Stanley Cup. But if you're struggling like that against the Blues, blowing a 3-0 lead.
0: Well, that's what I was going to get to is the Avs are struggling with the Blues right now. I don't know if they can compete with Edmonton the way that they've been playing. It is going to be
1: very, very tough. And I don't, I don't know how well Tampa Bay, we'll, we'll get into conference finals when we get there. I don't know how Tampa Bay would match up with Edmonton in theory though, because Carolina and the Rangers were the two best defensive teams. They gave up the least and the second least goals in the regular season. Um, that is who you want facing off against Edmonton. Edmonton has the best scoring ability of anyone that's left in the playoffs still. They've got the best chance to shut them down just because of goalkeeping, but
0: but I mean man, but I mean you still have you still have Victor Hedman and Andre Vlaslevsky.
1: There's pieces, There's yeah,
0: pieces. But you, but you don't have you don't have you don't have the the solid. Yeah, I I I don't know because that's even, a hypothetical. They've been We're at this still point away. we far away. They've been at this point before though. And yeah, Florida was I mean, Florida was the best offensive team in in the NHL in the regular season, and and look at what they down. did to them. They well, picked them apart.
1: Florida also doesn't have Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl, the continuous Hart Trophy finalist year after year. It doesn't matter what numbers they put up; they're <laughs> going to be a Hart Trophy finalist. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for. The remainder of this NHL uh, playoffs. I can't.
0: I was saying that we were saying this before, obviously. Is the NHL playoffs have been so much more entertaining than the NBA playoffs.
1: We'll, we'll so get into the NBA. I've so been we'll the, the NBA, NBA, player, but NBA, NBA, player, NBA but mid-offs is a better yeah, term for it. Um,
0: they're so boring. But anyway, rounding out the
1: NHL real quick. Yeah, I was um,
0: we got we to round it up
1: we with, with Rangers, the Rangers. Round up
0: from Wally here.
1: I, I was saying this to my dad last night, even before the game started. Um, Game five is completely irrelevant. There's nothing to do with that series. I do not care. Last night meant nothing. And I'm pretty sure both teams know that. When Carolina was in New York at the Garden, the guy was scored two in those two games. They got thumped, dominated in both of those games. See you in Raleigh on Monday. The Rangers are winning Saturday night at the Garden, 8 p.m. I'll let you know at 11 p.m. that night boarding their plane back to Raleigh. I don't care. It's The series is going seven games. However, whatever is going on inside of PNC Arena for the Rangers, they need to figure out what their problem is and get it together. They had 17 shots on goal
0: in game five. That's uh, five I was going per to mention that is that they barely even had an opportunity. They to do score. nothing. When I turned the game on, there was three minutes left, and they had 15 shots on goal. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're sleepwalking on the ice. And game two, but it's not even like they're making an attempt though. Like they just they're just sitting there and watching. Game game two, they had
1: a four minute power play for a double minor. Um, It was a high stick up against Alexi Lafreniere. Blood came out of his nose. Four minute power play. They do nothing. They give up a shorthanded goal. The game was tied 0-0. I think that was in the third period of that game. Tied 0-0, give up a shorthanded goal. Carolina nets the empty netter, win 2-0. The exact same thing happened last night in the first period on the first power play. The Rangers are on the power play and they do nothing. They sit around, they mind their business. They get shorthanded again. They get dunked on. They go down one nothing. Then they score a power play goal, tie it up 1-1. And then they do nothing after that. I don't know what's going on with the offense.
0: Fix it. Because it's not a problem in New York. The stars I'm are on when, they, in New when York. they go to the Garden. They're fine.
1: They're completely they absolutely fine. They scored seven goals in, in two
0: games. Beat but that's four to one. See, that's where this is going to concern me, though, is because Game Seven is going to be played in Carolina. If they don't, if they don't wake up at that point, then they don't, they don't deserve to win. They well, should, they, they they the should issue, win. The, the, the series. just. They should win the, the, the series, is, but the they don't do enough Carolina on those too. road games.
1: The issue is just Carolina too, because they can win in yeah. Pittsburgh. They didn't have, really have a problem in Pittsburgh, or I guess they, they they went one and two. They went one and two in Pittsburgh, but they won a game there. Um, get it together.
0: Well, they just need uh, to win. They I don't. I don't. One. More. They just need to win one more in Carolina. That's all they need to do.
1: And not even one more. They need to win one period. Also, the Carolina. This dates back to the first round. They have not won a road game in this postseason. Every single one of their games. The home team has won. They've played 12 games. The home team has won. They're the first team in NHL history where that has happened. That has never happened, that a home team has won the first 12 games of a team's postseason games. Previous record was 11. Now it's 12. And it's going to be 13. It's going to be 13 when the Rangers win tomorrow night. Um, book it. See you back in Raleigh game seven. Um, I'm looking forward to chatting about that. Do you, do you
0: have like. enough confidence that they'll wake up in the next
1: Raleigh game, though? No. But they're still Rangers in seven. I don't have confidence in it, but I'm sticking by it.
0: I don't know. Anymore. I think the Rangers I think seven. the Rangers should have been winning this in six. I think they should have easily won that game last night. They totally. They totally should have. Or any of – either not,
1: of those games not in turn. there.
0: That's an, un, that's an unbiased – Entirely opinion.
1: sleepwalking. Game one went to overtime, too, and they gave up a goal in the last five minutes. If Kapo Kako doesn't miss a wide-open net, they're up 3-2, and we're back at the garden. We're having a good time winning tomorrow night. But –
0: well, you'll still have a good time See on Monday, then you'll just have a little bit more stress trying to win game seven. See you on Monday. Speaking of some fun, though, let's get into this fun, fun segment. We got drip of the week. All right, Wally, would you like to start us or you want me to start us?
1: I'll get us started. I'll get All right,
0: started, started it off because you got a you got a big one today. That was, this was today's drop.
1: Yeah. This is only, this came out six hours ago, 1048 AM. Um, the Colorado Rockies City Connect uniforms came out. Put it up on the screen for Mr. Jake to see, even though he's already seen them.
0: Oh yeah, um, they're beautiful. I love them. The Rocky Mountains.
1: There, there's been a bit of backlash coming at them because there's relatively no purple. There's not much Rocky, quote, influence. But the the jersey, which is uh, white and it's got the green Rocky Mountains um, it says Colorado on it it is based off of the Colorado license plate I don't know how many people know that but that is what the Colorado license plate looks like it's green and it has the mountains in the background it's scenic I also love the hat the little co emblem with yeah, mountains. so there is some purple influence there um, every single time that a city connect uniform comes out it's going to be my trip of the week I love it.
0: I love all these Well, I want to say, back in the 90s, didn't they have a green uniform? They had I'm some kind sure, of yeah, alternate sure green uniform. Existed. That's what it kind of reminded me of, but it just added the mountains. The one thing that I wish it was, I wish they made it sleeveless. Like the sleeveless, mm. then you put like a black shirt underneath it. That would be really cool. That would have I been, like, the, or, or the blue even blue. a purple shirt underneath yeah, you're right. And you could have yeah. incorporated the purple because the mountains are outlined by the purple. But I love the sleeveless look. I love the sleeveless, like because they already have they have the purple best jerseys with the black sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I wish that I wish they had made it a sleeveless, but you know I still love them. I love them cool. a lot. Yeah. I love everything that Nike's been doing with these City Connect uniforms. They're doing so a good fun. job. Um, but my trip of the week actually goes to. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, I think this was Mm -hmm. the game four outfit that he wore. He came in, he was wearing a shirt with MJ on it, but if you, if you peep the pants, what are those Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant photos from their careers, just different plays and everything that they're doing. So I thought those were really cool. Um, I saw them. I was like, you know what? I'm still against Boston. I will never be up for Boston, but
1: you're up for drip.
0: Yeah, I am up for drip and I got to, I got to give Jason Tatum props there. He, he, he came out with the drip. Uh, So now that, now that that's the end of that segment, I'm sorry. Uh, But uh, (laughs) we're moving on to the NFL. And of course we got our buster trust this week. We'll wait to get to that because we had a couple of other, other things happen this week. OTAs have begun, optional OTAs. So not everyone has been attending. Um, I believe Debo Samuel and Kyler Murray are both choosing to not attend yet.
1: Kyler isn't present. And I heard Lamar about Debo Jackson. Hmm. Mm.
0: Very interesting, if you ask me.
1: Well, the the Debo one didn't really surprise me. Debo did not. The others, but sure, the, the Lamar. Others you can kind of did. Lamar. You can get a contract. It's fine. I don't yeah. mind Lamar. Yeah. Kyler.
0: Eh. Kyler. Yeah. Yeah. um
1: mainly because kyler you can you're eligible for a you can sign a new contract after your first three years in the league kyler just got through year three i feel like i'd give it another year i would yeah wait would. a little bit longer um either
0: way um, um one thing i did want to highlight obviously with my jaguars is yes. that travis etn finally got back on the field during these OTAs. He was finally cleared for Good. all football, all football operations. Is he fully cleared? Fully cleared. He's been, wow. I mean, they're all just drills. So, you know, don't want to jinx anything, obviously, but he's been looking great. Yeah, He's been looking Good. real great. And he's been, the, the The big thing for me is he's been moving great. He hasn't shown any, any slowing, like anything like that. No, no pain. Speed's the still there. or Anything like that. He said, he's happy to be back out there. It was great to see Trevor Lawrence throwing to him, having that connection again. I mean. He's that's doing awesome, everything. Man. So I cannot wait to that. see him actually getting on the field again. Um, but someone speaking of contracts, someone signed a contract this week, and that's Jadavian Clowney. He uh joined back with the Browns for another one-year deal. I believe it was eight million. Um yeah. So eight million that, guaranteed, maybe. Yeah, eight million guaranteed. Um, but that means he's paired up with Miles Garrett again. And Hopefully Cluny, Cluny had nine
1: sacks years. last year.
0: I said this week this year because I felt like last year he was kind of quiet.
1: You know, when I'm gonna go off on one tangent on the Jadavian Clowney. Um when I when I was preparing for this episode, I looked up Jadavian Connie I went to his pro football reference page and everything. Um this is this is funny. I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but his nickname is apparently Doodoo. And I didn't know about this. I have never heard this. But if you go to his pro, if you go, all viewers out there, go look up Jadavian Clowney on Pro Football Reference. It says in parentheses, doo-doo, D-O-O, D-O-O. Um, and I did some research on this because I was like, what, what is doo-doo? I had never heard Jadavian Clowney called doo-doo. Um, it was very popular when he was at South Carolina. It came from his mother's favorite song, I Want to Rock doo-doo brown by 90s rapper uncle luke um i don't know the song but i've
0: never heard that song
1: not not really related to anything but i do think it's kind of funny that doo-doo is going to be a brown again yeah there's some middle school <laughs> humor for you if you're 10 10 11 years old um well that was I, like i thought that was
0: kind of fun but that, that was like when everyone was like oh well now we know why obj joined the browns after all those allegations were coming up. Yeah, yeah yeah there <laughs> you go so I mean hey no no shame in middle school humor sometimes um but yeah back to back to football though Clowny,
1: Clowney Clowney had nine sacks last year he was solid he had some he had I think he had 19 or 20 QB hits
0: yeah he got after him and I just didn't hear about it see that's the thing is I didn't think he did bad I just thought he had like a quiet season like nobody talked about it I think I think
1: just him being in the shadow of Miles Garrett
0: was also definitely a big thing with him but I mean, Quite that's line
1: season from,
0: yeah. From well, Watt. but that's going to be lethal for the Browns because if you have Miles Garrett on one side and then you have Clowney on the other, Clowney well, is. even having Clowney on the weak side, like that's insane. He could arguably be a number one pass rusher for for teams. Like, totally just me. But uh, hmm. some very big news. This actually shocked me. I had no clue this was happening until it came up on my phone that this has actually happened. Colin Kaepernick had a workout with the Raiders this week. Actually, I think it was yesterday that it had
1: a workout yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no contract is imminent as of now. It's not looking like he's going to get signed, but that's awesome. Um, I will say time is running out a bit for an NFL return. He turns 35 in November. He's kind of getting up there in age, but if you look at the stats, if you watch him down the stretch in 2016, yeah, he was one in ten on a terrible 49ers team. Um, he can play, and he's done these workouts. He's put himself out there. Uh, a couple of scouts have watched him. I'm glad he got a workout with Vegas. Um, I hope I hope it opens some doors for him. I was I was, he gets thinking, I was, I was just about
0: to say maybe him. this will open doors for other workouts. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think Vegas will sign him. At this point, no, I don't think there hasn't been anything out there, but we'll wait and see. Maybe someone else gives him a workout. It's a long summer, so anything could happen. We know the Tebow situation,
1: (laughs) and also as a Giants fan who has watched backup quarterbacks over the years um, about regarding Daniel Jones and injuries, I had to watch Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm last year um, for a total of six games, I think six and a half, seven. Um, Colin Kaepernick is better than both of them. You cannot convince me otherwise. Oh, I'd agree that. Mike that. Glennon is better. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick should be a starter, but he is a top 64 quarterback in the think, I don't, world right now. I
0: definitely do not he think play. he should be a starter. I don't think he should have a starting job, considering, one, he's been out of the league for, what is it?
1: Six years. Six years, yeah.
0: yeah. And... I mean, he can be a backup, yeah, though. I, but I, I definitely think he could be a backup. I think he could totally take a backup spot somewhere. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But,
1: but bust your Buster trust.
0: Yeah, Buster as Buster. I just
1: mentioned, as I just mentioned this quarterback, um, I'm going to have a lot to say, your boy. obviously. Um, today's quarterback is Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, the future in New York, question mark. Blah blah blah. Would you like to start us off, Jake, or do you want me to get into it? it? Um, Okay.
0: My my answer isn't fully just one word. It's not fully just bust, or it's not fully just trust, because it's it's you know I don't I don't see Daniel Jones panning out for New York. The way the situation we've got a
1: similar answer here.
0: Yeah, the situation that he was put in, everything that happened with uh the coaching last year, the offense, everything. He actually started off great. He started off as a top 15 quarterback in the league, but everything that happened and then his injury, he just, I mean, he couldn't really control that. And I felt he was kind of thrown into a similar situation, but a little bit better than Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold, had the same problem coaching development all screwed up Uh, Daniel Jones I think he could still have the opportunity to be a trusting quarterback a trustworthy solid quarterback nothing nothing insane nothing great but I don't think that's going to come for New York because I think this year New York will see that he's not the answer for them and he will most likely be moved on from and they will draft someone because this QB class is going to be
1: loaded.
0: Yeah, it's going to be I'm looking great.
1: forward to talking about draft class next year. I'm I can't wait. I know you can't camper. wait
0: with Bryce Young. <laughs> um got what
1: are my Bryce Young jersey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um
0: whether whether Jones transitions to a backup, I think he could be a journeyman like Gardner Minshew like uh Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously the most famous one of those most most notably. Um I don't see him continuing being the starting quarterback in New York, but I don't fully consider him a bust because I think he could potentially be a bridge or starting quarterback for a team someday again.
1: I am going to say, I appreciate everything that you just said as well as a Giants fan. Um, I'm going to say essentially the same thing, trust, but on a different team, not on the Giants. And my number one comparison for Daniel Jones, which I really think is fair to say just in in terms of as a talent evaluator, Ryan Tannehill. I think he's got the athleticism of Ryan Tannehill. He can make all of the throws that he needs to. He's never going to blow you out of the water. And you look at Tannehill in Miami, terrible, ruined by Adam Gase. He goes to Tennessee, brought back to life, reaches his potential. Now, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is going to go from who he is right now and become – I think Tannehill led the league in passer rating or QBR two or three years ago.
0: He did. Um, I'm not uh, saying, I'm
1: not going to say Jones is going to do that, but I think he can be like Ryan Tannehill. I think he can be a starter on a different team. Um, the giants, unfortunately don't have the time or the money for him. They didn't pick up the fifth year option on him. They're not going to pay the guy $25 million next year or in 2023, pretty much whatever numbers he puts up this year. In the Giants Twitter community, we talk about what numbers would you be content with? What does Daniel Jones have to do for us for you to be comfortable with him as a starter? I, I like what fifty touchdowns and ten interceptions. Where do you draw the line? Because that's not going to happen. You need Am to I get, supposed to be con-
0: if anything, you just need him to have an MVP season. Because at this exactly. point, nothing is going to. This is this is just his contract performance. He's going to perform yeah. to get a contract for his defense.
1: future. Yeah. not even with the Giants, his future post Giants. Um, he's got one of the best deep balls in all of football. He's got one of the highest completion percentages on throws of 20 plus yards down the field. And I'm going to get into coaching in a moment. Actually I'll get into the coaching. Now, Jason Garrett and Joe judge didn't believe in deep passes. They would do one in the first or second quarter and they'd call the day and it would work. get a 40 yard chunk play to plenty of people, CJ board, Darius Slayton, John Ross, Not even Kenny Galladay, not even Kadarius Toney, not their big name guys, the depth pieces. They do it once, they call it a day. They wouldn't do it again, despite him being talented in that. He's got amazing athleticism as a runner. We have seen time and time again, yeah, he fell down against Philadelphia. Big whoop, they scored a touchdown two plays later. I don't care. I don't care what you say about him falling on an 87-yard run. Um, He can make plays as a runner. If you give him QB sneak, QB option, read option, he can do it all. He can run. He's got a surprisingly good ability to escape pressure because the offensive line in New York has been terrible for his entire tenure there. Gets out of the pocket. He can make off-balance throws. He can throw across his body. He can do – he's got the tools. He can do everything that he needs to do. The issue, similar to Sam Darnold, is that the Giants have doomed him, and there have been mental issues and diagnosing plays – He locks on to his first receiver, and that is who he is going to throw to the majority of the time, largely because the offensive line has been so terrible, just like Darnold. He hasn't had enough time to digest an NFL defense. He sees his first guy, and that's who he's throwing to, allowing these defenders to read his eyes just like that, interception going the other way. But the talent's there. In his rookie year, 2019, he had 24 passing touchdowns which at the time was the fourth most ever by a rookie quarterback. It's now the fifth most ever because of Justin Herbert in 2020. And he did it in 12 games. Did not even play the entire season. Eli played for four of those. Jones played for 12. That was with Pat Shermer as the head coach. Pat Shermer was not the answer in New York. He's too big of a dweeb. Didn't believe in accountability. I want nothing to do with Pat Shermer. But there's no reason to go from 24 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, by the way, 26 total touchdowns to fall back to struggling to hit double digit total touchdowns in both seasons with Joe judge and Jason Garrett. That is on them. The number one issue with Jones's rookie year was turnovers, interceptions, especially fumbles. He's fixed that. He's not the turnover machine. He once was, he has fixed that. He knows what about ball security. He's gotten a little bit better about looking off defenders and making good decisions, deciding to throw it away, take the sack. He's gotten better about that. Meaning the offensive potential is there. He should be, he's more than capable of 30 touchdowns in a season. The talent is there. There's no reason for him to be, to have these dry stats that he does. Um, and I'd like to say one other thing about turnovers that you're not going to appreciate as a Jaguars fan. Evan Ingram my YouTube channel, Highlight Locker. Feel don't free even, to check don't it get out. Me
0: started on him. Don't get me started. Um,
1: I made a video last year of Giants turnovers caused by Evan Ingram. Video's over a minute long. There are so many plays where Daniel Jones throws the ball to Evan Ingram, bang off the helmet, bang off the hands, interception going the other way, even fumbles that the NFL is just scamming Daniel Jones, where he tosses a pitch to Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram can't handle it, and it goes on Daniel's stat sheet as a fumble. And it's not even just Ingram. All over the place, all of these players, and that happens with so many quarterbacks, yes. I don't watch every single quarterback and every single interception. But Daniel Jones specifically, for all the turnovers that he has had, I can guarantee you at least 20% of them were not caused by him, and they were caused by the receiver bouncing
0: the ball off their hands
1: it's not like a miscommunication thing where they're not on the same page the throw is
0: exactly where it needs to be well let me also say something about that is my god did that happen to trevor lawrence about 16 yeah. times this year
1: yes it's not his fault it the amount of interceptions that, the, the amount of
0: interceptions that he threw and everyone was giving him crap for that were not even his fault the amount of tipped passes sure that should have been caught and everything like that it's not on him. It's I, like that's why I, I hardly pay attention to that, like myself, just yeah, knowing. You should. But one last thing I want to say about Daniel Jones is, I've said this before. I really think Kenny Pickett is going to be the better Daniel Jones, and that's he's just got the walking truth. Into a much better situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's not coach. that's not Jones's fault at all. I just think Kenny Pickett is going to become what Daniel Jones was supposed to be.
1: I like that. Yeah, we t- You talked about that. You talked about that like two yeah. months ago.
0: I'm yeah, glad. I do. I, I do. Both ACC QBs both play very similar. I think, um, I think so.
1: I think this is also this is this is his last chance in the NFL. He's got weapons. Yeah. He has got an offensive line. Finally, he's got two competent tackles and Andrew Thomas and Nate Solder. Or not Nate Solder. Now that he doesn't have Nate Solder, he has Evan Neal on the right side. He's not going to be getting blindsided on every other play, fumbling. That was a huge thing. All of those fumbles came from him getting thumped from behind, not even having a chance to get rid of the ball. Um, I'm a believer in Daniel. I forever will be. I bought a Daniel Jones jersey his rookie year. He is my hero, Danny Dimes. But he's not the answer in New York,
0: sadly. As much as it pains me, he's not. You'll send him on on his way, hoping he does great somewhere else. I I do I do think he will one day moving from the NFL to the NBA as we mentioned last night the Warriors have won the Western Conference Stephen Curry won the first ever Magic Johnson MVP award which is awarded to the MVP of the Western Conference finals Um, the Warriors are the first team since Michael Jordan's Bulls to advance to six finals in eight years and Clay actually technically has made six consecutive finals when he's been playing. Through the injury. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty, I like
1: that little, little yeah. tidbit. Yeah.
0: So and what I are your thoughts you on this. the Warriors? What, do you, what chances do you think they have? And we'll talk about the Boston series as well mixed in with that so we can just talk about NBA as a whole.
1: I don't care who they're playing, Warriors in five, not even six. That's what Warriors I think. Five. is.
0: I think Warriors they're, in either five or four. I think they make sweeps. I it's think they've been the best
1: team be in this entire playoffs, like from the beginning even. They have been very, very good. Um, and I, I ask you this question. Um, border, It's kind of like a this or that, but it's not this or that. Did the Dynasty ever leave? No. Did the Warriors truly ever drop off, or was it just no. injuries?
0: See, this is – I've been saying this for a couple of years too, is like their injuries just kind of hurt them so it much. That that's the reason that they didn't make it. I said this to you earlier. Steve Kerr, all time in the playoffs as a coach, as a head coach, is twenty-one and two in playoff series, and the only that's two insane. series he's lost finals. are finals. Our finals. He's made a three, the finals, a blown
1: three-one and a finals without and a Thompson coach in the playoffs. That's insane. <laughs> twenty-one and that, two. Dude. That's insane. That's not talked about enough. That is not it, getting the attention. Steve it Kerr deserves.
0: isn't talked enough about being such a great coach, and that's what I was saying there earlier is. with Wiggins and. And Poole is that Mm -hmm. he's such a good coach. It's more than just Steph. A lot more than just Steph. And such good players that turn into mentors like Steph Curry, like Klay Thompson. Because if you didn't have those, then Poole would never become the shooter that he is right now.
1: Totally. You put Poole on a different team. You take Curry off of Golden State, Poole is not who he is today at all.
0: No. Um, But we'll talk about Boston a little bit. Do you think they're going to win tonight?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. And the Heat are terrible. <laughs> the last yeah. two games, they've scored 82 and 80 points. In game four, they went down 26 to four to start the game. They didn't score their first field goal until what nine, 10, ten minutes, minutes into ten the minutes. first quarter? 10
0: minutes. 10 minutes.
1: They scored 33 points in the first half of that game.
0: And, uh, the thing with the Heat is the past two games, Tyler Hero has been out. Is he really yeah. that valuable to them that they need him to score those points? Like he's not he even play in the on, on the starting lineup. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't. I don't the know Heat, where they complete the drop off Unstoppable come from. up until they got to this conference finals. Even that first game, they were like, "I was like, oh my god." Like they can come back. They proved they're, they, they are a, they are a depth team. They're the better team. They're going to come, come out this next game. And, you know, it's just been so, I don't know. It's been so up and down. And, you know, we were went out too this early as well. The playoffs have just been boring. This series, total has snooze been fest. I thought blow this was going to be out. one of the best series ever. Boston, Miami. It was terrible. Nope. I don't think I've enjoyed a series since memphis and minnesota if i'm being completely honest that was the most entertaining series this playoffs to me and the final still has a chance to be great but i don't think it is because we think the warriors are so much better than any other team
1: has any other series gone seven games besides uh who was that who was with phoenix and dallas went seven did anyone else go seven
0: uh, didn't the Boston series go seven that series? No. Wait, who'd Boston yeah, play? I t- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Boston, it was Boston, Milwaukee. Yeah, those were the only two seven-game series.
1: That's horrible. That is a terrible look for basketball. Make it competitive. Well, if, if your seven-game series isn't even happening in the conference you, finals,
0: I could tell you they're definitely not getting not getting nearly as many viewers as they would either, because there's no there's no like big name still. I mean, yes, Curry's a huge That's name. That's true. But like, there's no LeBron. There's no Luca. There's no yeah. like. There's not just that one oh, person Giannis, that throw on a poster yeah. and be like, this like person's NBA on TV. Around. Come watch them. Like Giannis in the finals last year, just dragged everyone into it because they were like, I want to see this man win yeah. his first ring. Yeah. But
1: I don't um, know. Jumping, I want to say a little bit more about the Heat uh, in game game five. So two nights ago. Their biggest scoring quarter was in the second. They scored twenty three points. That was the most <laughs> they scored in a single quarter. Um, FTX Arena. I texted you about this. Look dead. There was no it's, energy. It was always dead. They, they don't I, have people go there at all. I don't get it. I don't get why not. I don't know what happened to the Heat.
0: LeBron They'd left. They've been that's close. What
1: well, even post-Bron, they've been close. They've been close to multiple finals. They've been to conference finals. we were in a finals two years ago. Yeah, that. They're there. With, they're with, with basically the same team. What am I missing? <laughs> what am I missing here,
0: Miami? I don't know. Get it know. together. I don't know. They're, they're, it's a horrible look for the city, too.
1: They scored. They broke 100 in each of the first three games, and then 82 and 80 in the last two. And you said Tyler Hero. Is he worth 20 points,
0: though? No. Does the team score 20 more with Hero on the bench? But he wouldn't be that, like, I don't know. Like, he scores 20 points off the bench usually just because he plays so much. He ends up playing with some of the starters. But I don't think he'd make a 20-point swing. He totally wouldn't. There's no way. Because his defense would give up that, too, anyway. He doesn't play defense. Weird. Uh, I don't know. All oh, I'm saying is Adam Silver, Adam Silver, Adam yeah. Silver, trying to rig it so Boston wins.
1: Well, I don't, I don't think he even needs to try to rig it if Miami's going to play that terrible. Miami
0: is just falling apart themselves. Um, but that brings um, us to our closing segment, this or that. Now, would you like yes. to start? A, you said you said I you said I wouldn't like your this or that.
1: No, I don't think you will. Um, Right, I gonna, like it. Right, I you, think it's a
0: good you, you say you say it first. You say yours first because I want to know what this is. Now.
1: I think it, it's it's a good this or that, but okay. more impressive, this or that. the warriors slash Bulls six finals appearances in eight years, or LeBron being in eight straight finals uh, uh, on two different teams between Miami and Cleveland, he was in eight straight. Are you more impressed by the team getting there, one team six and eight, or LeBron? Two different teams, uh, borderline super team in Miami, by the way, in um, eight straight. What is more impressive?
0: Um,
1: I said I said you would hate this because you you hate LeBron. You're not a big no. Guy. See, That's but
0: why. I don't hate I don't hate it like that. I don't hate him like that. Like I just. <laughs> uh, um. I don't know. I probably, I probably would go LeBron though, because that shows that no matter where he is, he could make the impact to bring the team to the finals.
1: I think, in particular, Cleveland, I think, I think, I think, impressive Cleveland
0: wise, def, definitely, definitely, LeBron.
1: Okay, I would agree as yeah. well.
0: I, I but I, at the
1: I, at the same time, like both, you look at that both Miami roster.
0: Impressive though, they're both extremely impressive.
1: Yeah, totally. Not to discredit Golden State at all.
0: Because Golden State, you could even amount that to – you could amount that to many things, like Curry, Steve Kerr, Klay Thompson coming back. Development um, of young players. Yeah, just development, mm-hmm. like bringing other people in. Like there's a lot that goes into it, but I That's think – It's
1: crazy. <laughs> they they had Kevin Durant come and go in that time frame. KD they they watched Golden State a win a they ring. did not skip a beat. Came in, he left, and now they're back like he was never even there. That's sick.
0: Steve awesome. Kerr said we can do it without him. And not to mention, KD and Kyrie are the only players to get swept so far in this playoffs. And well, not the only players, but only you know, like only staple players, like, yeah, star you know players. Anyway, and so my, this, <laughs> my this or that pertains to Golden State. Um, All right. So, this or that, who do you think is going to be more pivotal for the Warriors in the finals? Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson? Clay, Clay.
1: You watched Clay game five last night. Had a thirty piece. Right? Yeah, Spoke he was 32, insane. Last I think.
0: Night. But I'm. Just, I was just saying because he's been very inconsistent these playoffs. I still, well, I, been, think I think that's why. I think, I think Clay because Clay's experienced. Definitely.
1: I think. I well, as you mentioned, the inexperience. That's why he's so important. If Clay has an off night, they're going to be way more in trouble. Even despite yeah, all the pieces that true. we've talked about, Clay is essential. And he always has been. There's proof of that. You watch the Warriors the last two years without Clay. Obviously, other people have dealt with injuries. Curry's been in and out over those two years.
0: Draymond Clay, was dealing with some injuries, I
1: think. Clay Clay is a focal point of Golden State. He has been for
0: the last eight years, along with Curry. One thing they I will say, Clay. One thing I will say about Clay is he may be the best spot up shooter of all time, catch and shoot guy. One hundred percent. And not he even... may also be the best three and D guy ever. Yeah, plenty. Clay
1: yeah. Clay will forever be in the shadow of Steph Curry, and that is okay for how Curry has revolutionized the game of basketball. He's every the best, he's the he best shooter broken, of all time. So, Every record that he has broken, and if he gets another ring, borderline best point guard of all time.
0: Yeah, well, he's got a separate discussion. It, well, once he gets the ring, he'll also have his finals MVP because if he doesn't win it this time, then I don't know what the, what, what's going on. But
1: yeah, it's
0: <laughs> <that's laughs> neither here nor there. Point. Um, Clay but not to discredit i agree him, with Poole. that though i agree he's, with that. he's important he pool is going to need to, you know pool is the next generation of golden state though yeah pool is, is like pool is like what curry was so like curry came in like right after the we believe stuff so like yeah they were transitioning like from those navy uniforms back to the classic uniforms like he was the generation then So like pool is like what curry was back then rb pool except I don't, think, the I don't think curry, i don't think curry's done five, anytime years. soon if you ask, if you ask me he's no still no he's
1: done. not he could be no. playing for another 10 years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially um, especially the way that he plays it's not as taxing on his body shooting three yeah, well, staying like, out of the paint like when you look not at guys like john ja morant
0: like he'll have he'll have a shorter career than curry does just because job ja totally completely different
1: 100 percent. that's good that's good for curry i didn't even think about that the longevity of his career huh. I wonder if he's, he's ever going to
0: transition to a bench guy.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> never will. I and mean, I don't think he will have to either.
0: I don't think he'll have to either. Not anytime soon. I, his, that, his his shot will always be there. I can't
1: wait for the day that LeBron teams up with uh, Curry and Bronny. Uh, when Bronny gets drafted by Golden State and LeBron goes to him.
0: Ah oh, man. Well, Bronny, he is. The plan is to play with Bronny. That's that's the truth. Let the wait and see. What is that? You two, always two find a way to turn it into two, LeBron three. talk. You always find what a way. you know. <laughs> uh but with He's that being hero, said, the king. Wally, where can they find Slinging Sports? You can hit us up at Slinging
1: Sports on Instagram and at Slinging, slinging underscore sports on Twitter. Um, we had some awesome uh Harry's House content on Instagram last week.
0: Yeah, we got another, you we got a, another another strange thing coming this week. Got we've got a special post coming out uh later this
1: weekend. You might want to check us out there um, on the socials Um, close us out jake
0: well i just want to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode stick around for episode 15 be coming out next week have a good one
1: see ya